0: Welcome to Find the Good, a podcast focused on helping us to find the good in our lives even and especially during difficult, challenging and chaotic times. Today, I want to talk to you about being the greatest showman in your life. So recently, I saw the movie The Greatest Showman. It's starring Hugh Jackman, Dak Efron, among many other wonderful talents. And I fell in love with the message. And so before I go any further, I want to preface that I'm going to be giving a bit of the plot and perhaps even some of the ending. So if you've not seen the movie and you don't want that spoiler right now, uh, come back and uh, listen to me again once you've watched the movie. But this movie had such a powerful message. It's based on the true story of P.T. Barnum, the man who dreamed up what eventually became known as the very famous Barnum and Bailey Circus uh, that's well known all around the world. Uh, But P.T. Barnup he he grew up very poor. He was a son of a tailor who had served the rich He was able to meet the daughter of one of his father's clients who was a very wealthy uh, man and he and this daughter had this very cute and and sweet relationship. Every time they would come over to the house for the father to do a fitting, uh, they would sort of flirt uh, at seven or eight years old, how seven and eight year olds flirt, they kind of made each other laugh and, and would play and really just had this wonderfully sweet relationship. But the uh, wealthy father did not like anything to do with this and he sent her off to finishing school. So the two young friends, continued to write each other and would send each other letters all as they were growing up. It was beautiful. Once they became old enough P.T. Barnum went to the father and asked for her hand in marriage. They ended up getting married But before she left the house the father made a comment to P.T. Barnum saying she'll be back You'll never be able to give her the life that she deserves. So I think that comment is something that will really impact him as he moves forward in his life. So I want to mention it now and I'll come back to it again. So they ended up getting married, moving into the city, having two beautiful girls, and she had what she considered her dream life. She was so happy. But he had a job that he wasn't passionate about and he had all of these dreams, but they made enough to pay the bills. But one day, he lost that job. And he came home and felt like such a failure. And he began to talk with them about their dreams and the life he wanted to give to them. And they began to think back to their childhood imaginations when they used to dream up these ideas together. And one of the imagination dreams that they had was of animals dancing on the walls and playing with lights to create this beautiful sort of show. And this is really what sparked him to come up with this idea of creating some sort of show that would entertain people. He didn't have a lot of money and so he went to the bank and and sort of worked his way through getting a loan and he started to have auditions and what he was looking for were people with unique talents or unique backgrounds or unique looks. And he found a lot of unique individuals. What he ended up doing is taking some who truly had talent and others who didn't, but sort of creating a hoax out of them. For example, a man weighed 500 pounds and he brought him into the show and he stuffed his clothing to make him 750 pounds to make him more of an entertaining individual. There was a very tall man who came to audition, but they put him on stilts to make him a little bit taller. So they began to offer this show, which became known as the Barnum Circus. and It had mixed reviews. People really loved it. They actually really just loved being entertained. And most of it was just the common city folk who were coming. Um, But some of the reviewers and critics thought that it was not a good quality show because it was based on fraud. That they were faking the weight of some people, the height of some people, and other things. And so it always had these mixed reviews. And even though it was doing very well, and it was selling out, and people were coming, P.T. Barnum still had that craving to do something more. I think it still came back to that comment that her father said to him when she left the house and they went to go get married that she would never have the life that she had before as long as she was with him. So he started to become attracted to the rich and the wealthy. And how could he get in front of them? And he began to have new dreams of new ways to reach them. And he started to reach them. He found an act that was very classy and very uh, highbrow, if you will, uh, based on what what the movie called it. And he started touring all around the country with this act, leaving his circus behind to be run by his protege. He sort of got caught up in life of the power and of the attention and the fame and the opportunity to live this big, bold life. And so I wanna just pause for a minute and see if any of this might be relative to you at all. You know, we've had dreams in our lives and and sometimes they start to work out and we get really excited about them and, and all of a sudden we want more and it's almost like it's never enough. In fact, I know in a study that I've read, There's a contrast of which they looked at who is happier, people who make 50,000 U.S. dollars a year or people who make 500,000 U.S. dollars a year. And obviously, the the common central answer would be, oh, the person who makes 500,000 dollars a year, that's half a million. Uh, They could have anything they want. But the truth is, when they came back to studying the happiness of people, they found that those who could meet their basic needs were happier than those who were earning more because once you start to earn more and you start to have more wants, it's never enough. You start to just want more. The more you make, the more you want, the more you buy, and it creates this vicious cycle. And, and he somehow got caught up in that. So he was at the top of his game, mingling with the highbrow of society, but his life began to unravel. His circus burned down. The tour he was on quit abruptly. He lost everything including for a short time, he even lost his family, his beautiful wife and his girls. They left him. So after he's lost everything, he found himself in a bar by himself, drinking and being sad for everything he had lost. And you know, his circus, the talent that he hired, the true talent, there were trapeze artists who were amazing, who did amazing acts, but also some of the others uh, who he had made, a life for based on, on, you know, their hoax or their fraudulent um, acts, but all of them came back in to this bar and reminded him what the dream was. They said that they didn't care if they were a hoax or not, that they had created a family together, and that they actually felt that they entertained people, and people knew that they were a hoax, and people still came and were entertained, so they were okay by that that they actually just loved making people smile and that there was some sort of magic in the circus that was new and different. And for the first time, they felt accepted and that they felt that they had something in their life. And it was because of his dreams that that had happened. And they were not gonna let him give up on these dreams. And in that bar, he paused. And you could see a smile come across his face. And even though he still had a lot to work out with, where would the money come from? How would they rebuild? How would he do it? You could see that he started to focus again on the things that mattered. He looked at photos of his family. He thought about his dreams. He thought about the family within the circus that he had created. And he put all of his energy into doing that. Now, if you're familiar with where Bonham and Bailey went after that, then you know the end of the story. But I'll leave it at that for you, because if you've not seen it, it's certainly worth your while. And I will tell you, I was told that I would cry in the movie and and come two minutes before the end, I still hadn't cried. So I thought, well, I'm doing really well this time because I'm usually the crier of the show. And then in the last just few minutes, you know, it was uh, the tears came. So it's it's certainly worth sitting through to the end and, and, and a beautiful, beautiful story. So, but I think about how that show, that storyline depicts so many of our lives. We come from different places. We've already been told that we will be successful or we won't by others. And those statements have made these limiting paradigms in our lives, these, these limiting beliefs in our lives. And we have to shift those into new ways of thinking. When we are limited by what people have told us we can be, we never allow ourselves to go into something more. Or perhaps we use it like he did as it drove us too much. We were so focused on uh, overcoming, he was so focused on overcoming what other people had told him that he forgot about what was really important in his life. But like the show, we all dream big and we all go after our dreams. We succeed and we fail. And we do all of those things. And sometimes we fail big, we fail big. So what was the one thing that caused P.T. Barnum to overcome his enormous failures. And in the show, your heart almost breaks when you see how much he fails, where he felt he had lost everything, his family, his money, his dream, his fame, his home, his everything. What was that thing that caused him to overcome that? He believed in his vision and he wanted to entertain people. He had to get back to the basics. Sometimes in life we get sidetracked, we fall off, we get sent messages making us question if we really want something. We all do. There's nobody who lives this perfectly successful journey. I know that it is easy to look around and look at other people and think about, well, how are they so successful? How are they making it happen? But I promise you, every single person's got something. And it's in these moments that we're challenged, that we're faced with this questioning of ourselves, of our dreams, of if this is really worth it, if we can hang on these moments in our lives are the most important as they define who we are and what we really want in our lives when it's easy we just go with it but when we are faced with a struggle that is when our true character comes out our ability to believe in these dreams and the things that we've learned throughout our whole life so how can we be more like pt barnum and not let failure get in our way of success Well, i've got three really quick little little ideas for you to marinate on and and think about in your own life. The first thing is we must be clear on what we want and not let distractions get in the way. I've talked about this many times in many different ways, but you know, having a vision is a number one. It is the first thing we have to do is be clear on what we want in our life, who we are, and absolutely be certain of that vision. And it may take many, many times for us to write it down, revise it, revisit it. Um, And I'd encourage you to revisit it often because life changes and sometimes what we want changes. You know, once I had a client that I was working with ask me, how do you know when to make a decision? How do you know when to say no? And how do you know when to say yes? And he was telling me how he gets really distracted in his life. He has these goals, he has these dreams for himself, yet when you know life is in front of him he gets all these really cool opportunities and sometimes he says yes to things and and it pulls him away and i said that's exactly why having a clear vision is really important because when you have a clear vision then you give yourself permission to analyze an opportunity and say does this align with what i've said my life is about so Maybe a really cool opportunity comes your way, but has nothing to do with what you want and you have limited time to focus on what you want. So it may be a cool or a permission for you. I'm going to say a cool way for you to say no, but a permission for you to say no sometimes. It gives you that courage to say, that is so wonderful and thank you for the opportunity, but I need to stay focused on this right now. So we must be clear on our, what we want and not let distractions get in the way. Yoga also teaches us to focus on on that clarity. There's something called a drishti, and it's a point that we focus on as we're practicing our postures, and it helps us to stay balanced and connected to what we're doing. And it truly is meant to be that, a clear focus so we don't have distractions. If you've ever tried to do a yoga balance posture, and you start looking around or get distracted with your thoughts, you'll probably fall over. And that's a great, great metaphor for what happens in life. If we're focused on something in our life and all of a sudden we start to look around and get distracted, we fall over. But if we just keep our eyes on the prize, if we keep focused on that vision, it will happen. And my last example of this is with a woman who I had the privilege of meeting, Diana Nyad. She's the first woman to swim from Cuba to Florida. And it took her years. I mean, just years. If you've never read her book, it's such a good book. I've actually had the privilege of of having her speak uh, at an event that I put together. And um, she was just uh, amazing. But one of my favorite quotes from her after... Gosh, I, I'll probably misquote it, but I'm going to say 40, 40, 45 years or so of her trying to accomplish this dream. And at some points in time, giving up for a long period of time. I think she gave up for about 20 years and then revisited the dream again later. Once she finally accomplished her goal and, and she made it to the beaches of Florida, she got out of the water and she just said, never, never, never give up. Don't ever give up. Don't. And, and her focus was don't let people tell you you can't believe in your dream. The next thing, surround yourself with people who believe in you and who remind you how amazing you are in the moments you feel like you're failing or questioning yourself. I truly believe our relationships are everything. Sometimes we need people to remind us of the dream uh, of the dream that we had to begin with when we've gotten too emotional or when we have a story in our head that's really not the truth but we keep telling it to ourselves because we we are upset. Sometimes we start to tell ourselves we are a failure, we can't do this, we're no good. Um, I know I told myself that story for many years. And I know that came from a, a place where, uh, when I grew up, my my dad left my mom and I when I was really young, and uh, I never really realized this. But you know, I, I never saw him again, and I think I always grew up with this sort of fantasy that if he ever met me again, he he would maybe think that he lost out on something, he missed out on something. So I always worked to just be this high achiever, perhaps one might call it an overachiever, throughout part of my life because. I was really hoping that one day, if I met him, he'd see that I was good enough. And what that did for my mindset, though, is that I grew up really always thinking in the back of my head, you're just really not good enough. No matter what you do, it's not good enough. You got to do more. And I bet you there's some people listening right now who truly identify with that. This is a really common mantra that we tell ourselves. It wasn't until I truly could think about that limiting belief in my life and shift it to something powerful for me. I am good enough. Who the heck... would say otherwise. It's up to me to decide. It's up to you to decide. And once I was able to tell myself a different story about myself and my life, I was able to move forward. And the same is true with you. But sometimes you got to surround yourself with people who remind you of that because we can get in our heads and, and actually fool ourselves into not being as amazing as we truly are. And the last one, see failures as stepping stones. I know this one is a tough one, because we are taught from the very young age that failure is bad. You know, and and I get conflicted about this because, you know, the truth is we don't want to fail. The end goal in life is not failure, but we must fail. We must fail in our lives to understand success, to understand what we want, and to find the courage to get back up again. These are life skills we have to develop, you know, and sometimes I'll joke around thinking, well... I feel like I've already developed that skill, (laughs) and and maybe you feel like that too sometimes. But truly we have to go through these because they make us stronger. They help us to be better, to be more powerful, and eventually they will help us to help other people. We can't help others if we've not experienced for ourselves truly failing, truly having something not go right, because we just can't get into their head. We just can't understand. We may never understand somebody's story truly, but we may be able to understand that they've gone through a tough time because we've gone through a tough time and we know what that feels like. You know, the idea of seeing failures as stepping stones, I have to tell you, I have a little half joke I use with myself on this. I guess it's a full joke, but, um, you know, whenever I have something that's going not so well and I'm starting to feel that failure syndrome, that I'm a failure and what am I doing, and questioning myself, and all of those things, and yes, I do feel those things at times, I like to say, this is going to make a great TED Talk one day, (laughs) because you know, if you can think about it, you know, I love giving TED Talks, I love listening to TED Talks, and and, and TED Talks are really what inspired me to create my own podcast, because I love sharing positive, um, interesting, and unique information, but you know, they don't come, TED Talks don't come from success. Motivational talks don't come from people just being successful. I would tell you anything I've ever listened to. There's always a failure before you get to the success. There's always a challenge. There's always something to be overcome first. So I like to joke that you know I'll be able to look back and be able to understand this all, and I'll give a TED talk about it. Why had this all had to happen and make sense? But you know that's just my little way of buffering the the pain and the moment of the failure and trying to bring some humor into it. But you know whether they're tr- it's true or not. Um, You know, it'll be a great story that I can tell to myself, to others, and I will rise up and I will be proud of this and I will know that I will really value this. I will really value the success because of what I went through to get to it. It's like the mountains in our lives. Sometimes we look up and we see how difficult something is and we don't want to climb it because we just think, oh, it's just way easier to stay down here. But the view is worth the climb. It's always most beautiful from the top of a mountain because of what it took to get there. So we must reframe the way we view failure, and we have to train our brain not to let it get in our way. Studies show that we can actually train the brain to respond with different chemicals, right? If, if failure happens and you immediately have trained your brain to say, well, I'm a terrible human being, I'm never going to amount to anything, and I am a failure, you have this set of chemicals that just responded to your brain that complement that. And will make you feel depressed and will make you feel unenergized and not want to do anything and question yourself. And these are the chemicals that you're you're creating in the brain, and they will help you to continue that story. But if you train your brain to say, oh, I fell off, I failed, I, whatever it is that you want to call it, and I'm going to get right back up. Let me re-evaluate, let me reset, let me think about my vision again, let me figure out what I can do differently. Do I even really want to do this? Let me see the possibility in this. Let me think about what I can do. And sometimes if I can't find the strength in myself to want to overcome, sometimes it's easier to think about, well, one day I'll be able to help other people too. If I can overcome this, so many people are challenged by this. If I can overcome this, I can help other people. But whatever it is, we have to see the possibilities in that. And when we start to see the possibilities, all of a sudden we create these chemical responses in the brain that complement that. Those chemicals help us to say, I've got this. I can move forward. Let me see the possibilities. Let me have the energy to do this. And we do it. It's not just a matter of words. It is actually how our body physiologically responds that helps us to be powerful in a moment. And that's what I want for you. So you have to see your failures as stepping stones. Do not see them as roadblocks, only see them as stepping stones to get to where you want to be in this amazing, beautiful, incredible you. So when life hands you the biggest lemon you've ever seen, I want you to be able to look at it and say, man. That's a big lemon. I wonder what's on the other side. Or what a great big pitcher of lemonade that's going to make one day. But don't let that lemon or that mountain or that failure keep you back. It's only there to remind you how amazing you are. So here you go. In order to be a little bit more like P.T. Barnum in his circus... And to not let the tragedies of life get in the way of us living into our dreams and being powerful and being the greatest showman in our lives. We must be clear about what we want. Surround ourselves with people who pick us up when we fall and elevate ourselves to new greatness, to new levels, to new dreams, to new possibilities, and remind us of our dreams when we forget. And we have to rewire that brain, which is very possible. It's simply by practicing over and over and over again, a different response from what we typically have, that failure helps you. Failure can be a good thing. Failure is one step away from success. Failure means you're putting yourself out there, you're trying it, you're taking a risk, you are bold, you are courageous, and you are out there fighting the good fight. It's not the failing that matters. It's what you do, or it's what you choose to do in that next moment. It's not failing that matters. It's what you choose to do in the next moment. Be the greatest showman in your life. Dream big and go after that dream. Know that you will fail. But enjoy every bit of that journey because you will also succeed. And remember that your life is meant to be enjoyed as the greatest show on earth.